This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 591 of the Dressage Radio Show, official podcast of the United States Dressage Federation on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by ProStride. On tonight's show, we will be joined by Melissa Schuldelbauer, USDF Membership Director, who will give us all the information that you'll need to know to attend the online convention this year. Then, Nicole Harrington, dressage trainer from Ohio, has some advice about remote lessons. And for the trainer tip this week, Reese and I will answer a listener question. Reese Koffler Stanfield from Georgetown, Kentucky. And this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Hi, Phil. Happy Thursday. <laughs> Hi, Reese. Hi, how are you doing? I think I think we're both kind of in a good mood because of the weather change this week. Yeah, it's been nice and warm. And yeah, the, the weather it was has been beautiful. It was kind of windy and rainy uh, over the weekend, but it it really has been a lovely week. We're gonna break some records, so I'm I'm just counting the days till I I head south. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I, I I've noticed you know just all around and you know in the daily life when when the weather when the weather turns a bit like this and we get a few sunny days, like how everybody's mood just shifts yeah. and and lightens up, and actually the horses too. I think you know. Yeah. Maybe, we're oh, just, yeah. maybe I'm just projecting onto them, you know, how I feel, but <laughs> I, I think I had, you know, good rides today. So super. Well, the, the horses yeah. have been doing some hill work and, uh, I can't say that big Mike was like super thrilled with the weather, but I had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, yeah, my coach came in over the weekend, Scott Hassler, uh, shout out to Scott. And it was great. Like, Oh, we just had a great session. I'm just super jazzed again and ready for Florida. So um, he's been coming in. This is actually the longest he's been. Uh, this was six weeks, uh, which was probably a little too long for me. But uh, he was coming every three weeks. And that was kind of really keeping me, you know, kicking my tail. So uh, it was good. We, we started working on the Grand Prix special. So that is, I, it's been a while since I've worked on the special. And it is, it is a tough, tough test for sure. Oh, well, well, sounds good. You know, good luck. Keep, keep it going, right? Keep, keep it going. going. That, that's a lot of transitions. That's what the, the, the Grand Prix yeah. special is really forward a gear. Back, forward and back. Gear shifting back, test. So it's pretty fun. It was fun to hear yes. A lot of gears. So it was fun that Bingo and I got to practice that. So that was great. And it was just great to check in with him. So uh, I really enjoyed it. So that's kind of what we did over the weekend. But we've got a great show today. It's our USTF show. So we're happy to always do that once a month. And if you have any questions that you want us to ask USCF, please send it to us. We'll be happy to do that. But we're going to have a commercial break from ProStride and come back with Melissa from USDF. ProStride is the all-natural solution for lameness. It uses the power of your horse's own blood to relieve pain, reduce inflammation, and improve mobility to keep them sound. ProStride can be completed stallside by your veterinarian in just 20 minutes with no need for trailering. ProStride is backed by years of science and success stories. Olympians to pleasure riders, trainers, horse owners, and their veterinarians trust the improved performance and lasting results reported with a single injection. No series, no daily supplements, and no monthly regimen. When every stride counts, demand the difference they deserve. Ask your vet about ProStride. Learn more at ProStride.com. 
founded in 1973, the United States Dressage Federation has become the largest organization to represent a single Olympic equestrian discipline. At nearly 30,000 members strong, USDF is your connection to dressage education, competition, and achievement. Visit usdf.org to learn more about USDF education, competition and award programs, and to shop our online store. Again, that's usdf.org, your online destination for dressage. Well, tonight for the USDF episode, we are so happy to have USDF Membership Director, Melissa Schotelbauer. How are you tonight? I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. We had a beautiful day here in Kentucky, so that was that's fantastic for November. <laughs> we'll take yes. it. It's because the finals are not happening this week. I'm just that's saying. That's what I thought. What a beautiful weekend it would have been for, to have a final. But <laughs> it would have been perfect. Actually, I think yeah. it's next. It would have been next weekend, right? Next weekend, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's Correct. right. Well, <laughs> next year we'll be all ready for finals and I'll very happy to be here for sure. And Melissa, we've got some exciting news and update on the USDF that convention that's happening in December, right? We're going to give everybody what's happening and how to register and kind of all the details. So can you get us started? Yeah, absolutely. So convention, of course, is going to be held December 2nd through the 6th. And registration is going to be going live here very soon, and we're excited about that. We're going to be sending an email out to all current members because all current members are welcome to attend, and it's complimentary. This year's convention registration is complimentary for all members. So what the members are going to be able to do this year is when they register, they can actually go in and select each session they want to attend and Then they'll get a confirmation email. It'll let them know, you know, have links to how they can join the Zoom meetings, you know, when it when it comes time for that. But yeah, it's going to be free for for members. So if anybody is not a current member and they want to attend, they can just go ahead and join, and then they can register for the convention. Um, But we do hope to have emails out to the membership next week, and then we'll have registration available on the USDF website as well. Okay, so what are some some of the sessions that we could attend? Okay, yeah, so there's. Quite a few. Um, We're going to have, it's going to kick off on Wednesday afternoon with a presidential welcome um, with Lisa Goretta. And she's going to talk a little bit about what delegates can expect with the Board of Governors meeting, because of course, being virtual, it's a little different than it's been in the past. Um, So that starts on Wednesday afternoon, followed by council meetings. So we have an administrative council, a technical council, and an activities council. And within those councils fall different committees within USDF. So the committee chairs will be in those meetings and will tell members what the committees have been working on. And then there will be a chance for members to interact with the committee chairs and ask questions. Um, And then on Thursday, we move into regional meetings. So each of the nine regions will have their own meeting. And then following that, we'll have the U.S. Dressage Finals Open Forum. And then the US, uh, USEF, USDF Open Forum, which is, includes trending topics in sport and USEF rule changes. Then on Friday, we start with the competition open forum with the question and answer portion of that. Then we have the ever-popular group member uh, organization roundtables. And then we start the Board of Governors. So that'll go on Friday afternoon. The Board of Governors will... And that'll be followed by the Salute Gala 
um, which is, of course, where we recognize the Hall of Fame inductees and the Volunteer of the Year recipients. And we'll also be uh, recognizing writer awards during the Salute Gala this year. Fantastic. So, and that's going to be Friday evening. Um, you know, normally we have the Salute Gala and the awards banquet combined when we're on site um, at a convention uh, right. when we're there in person. But with this year being virtual, we wanted to kind of split those out so we could kind of highlight each of those different groups and, and give them their own respective times. And and it'll be, you know, not such a long event that people would have to, to watch <laughs> online. So it, it splits it up and makes them a little bit shorter. So I think I think that'll be enjoyable for everybody to watch. So then on Saturday, on the weekend, uh, we start with a youth education session. And so, of course, that's obviously geared towards youth. And that one is going to be, the, the topic there is, is it's, it's you be the judge, and Margaret Freeman is going to be the presenter for that session. Oh, and that'll be fun. That would be fun for anybody to go to, exactly. honestly. I, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's going to apply to just youth. So, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, then we move into the second part of the Board of Governors General Assembly. So that, that meeting is split over two days. It, it's, you know, it begins on Friday, and then the second part of that meeting is held on Saturday. And then we have a few more education sessions Saturday afternoon. And then Saturday evening, we're going to have the uh, the year-end awards and the All-Breeds Awards. That presentation will take place Saturday evening. And then we conclude on Sunday with five or six more education sessions. So oh, wow. It's, That's cool. Yeah, there's a, a lot of education. And the education really is... You know, there's the topics that, that really I think all the members will appreciate and apply to everyone. And then we have the two kind of more targeted groups that we have education for, which is the youth. And then we also have the the GMO education. Um, you know, the GMOs are such a vital part of, of the organization. And so the group member organizations committee has secured a speaker Um for, for an education session this year that will go over eight ways to grow your GMO. And that's something that I think everyone, you know, who's part of an, you know, who's an official within a GMO would appreciate and can learn from. Oh, I love it. I love it. So how, so I, because I'm a regional delegate, so I, I want to ask this question for myself, but I'm sure there are other people listening. So how will voting happen this year? Oh, Yes, so our IT department is actually working on a on a portal where delegates will be able to sign in and vote right from their device, you know, whether on laptop or phone or tablet, they'll be able to access that and vote, you know, you have to log in. But then any voting that takes place, you'll be able to do right there from that one governance portal. Oh, cool. Okay, great. So that that will be coming out shortly so that we can all register and be ready. So, Melissa, can you give us some more details about the educational sessions? So, some of the education sessions, in addition to the ones that I've mentioned that are, you know, the youth education and the GMO education, um, there's Sleep for Success with Dr. Sandy Veneman, Training Issues of the Not-So-Perfect Dressage Horse with Janet Foy, (laughs) the P's and Q's of Protein Feeding and Equine Diets, with Dr. Caroline Luce, Bits 101 with Beth Haste, 
materiel classes for for the dressage horse uh, horse with Christy Waisaki, and then drugs, devices, and decisions, understanding your options and managing equine degenerative joint disease with Dr. Marion Graves. So those are the eight education sessions that we'll have this year at the at the convention. I love it. And and how long would the sessions be? So if you were sitting at your computer, how long would you kind of schedule for that? An hour. Okay. An hour. And there will be chance and opportunity um, at the end of those sessions for live question and answers um, okay. with the presenter. You know, one thing that we're really encouraging members to do is to familiarize themselves with, with Zoom. I know a lot of people have had experience with it because it's become so popular Um you know, to use for meetings and such uh, during the pandemic. And of course, that's the platform we'll be using for the convention. And it has a chat feature that we'll be using heavily as a way for members to submit questions to presenters and during meetings. Yeah. And it works really well. I, I will be honest. I am, I use that on my college course um, that my students mm-hmm. can chat with me or chat with the group. And it actually works really well. And the flow continues. I think a lot of people worry like, oh my gosh, there'll be a lot of breakup. It, and it really, it actually in some ways flows better because uh, your presenter mm-hmm. can can themselves look at the chat. So I think that's right. great. Right. Fantastic. friendly. Yes, it is user-friendly, but I agree. Like, go on there, and, and, and if you go to Zoom, you can figure out. Uh, it is pretty user-friendly. And uh, by the end of the week, I think we're all going to be really good at it. We will, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Melissa, tell us, where can we find more information out about it? Okay, so um, the USDF Convention website is usdf.org slash convention. And that site is updated regularly. And like I said, we're going to be adding the registration uh, to that very soon. And emails will be going out to all members very soon so that they can register uh, for the event. Fantastic. I love it. If anybody has any questions for you, how can they get a hold of you at the office? Okay. I'm going to give an uh, an email alias I have just because my last name is so difficult (laughs) and very long. (laughs) So so they made an alias for me. Um, They can reach me at members at usdf.org. So it's M-E-M-B-E-R-S at usdf.org. Well, fantastic. Well, I look forward to even more updates and more information. And if we have anything else we need to get out to the membership, we'll do another segment. Uh, If anybody has questions, we can also have Melissa back on to answer some questions before convention starts. So Melissa, thanks so much. And we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Well, we're going to come back with a commercial break from Kentucky Performance Products, a fantastic company that has all our horses looking great. Vitamin E is a powerful antioxidant that supports healthy muscle and nerve function by limiting cellular damage. Green grass is the best source of vitamin E for horses, but most horses don't spend enough time grazing to meet their needs. Hay, grain, and winter pasture provide little to no natural vitamin E. To ensure your horse's vitamin E requirements are met, choose Elevate. Elevate contains a readily available source of natural vitamin E. Elevate is cost-effective and easy to feed. To learn more about Elevate, visit the Kentucky Performance Products website at kppusa.com. All right, next I just have a quick word from EcoGold Saddle Pads. No slipping, no sliding, no problem. EcoGold Secure Saddle Pads are engineered to keep the horse's back comfortable while keeping the saddle in place for a safe, competitive ride. They have impact protection through the seat 
and the ultra-thin flaps provide the rider with better communication and a more stable riding position. Available in both English and Western styles, shop the entire collection at ecogold.ca. Well, tonight we are so happy to have international rider Nicole Harrington on the show. Nicole, welcome. Hey, thank you. Well, we're happy to have you back. You were on the show a couple years ago, and you are like my hero because you have been doing internet lessons for before the COVID lockdown. You've been doing it for a couple years, haven't you? So we wanted to have a whole conversation about, you know, internet lessons are getting quite popular. People, you know, there may be some lockdowns that happen again, and, and we just want to be prepared. So we wanted to to kind of talk about the systems and, and how you do it. So I'm going to let you take it away. How do you, how do you do the internet lessons at your house? Um, I use the Pixum system now. Um, it started out as the Pixio system. Um, however, I changed to the Pixum. It's a little bit easier system um, to set up than the Pixio. I think the first thing is you need to make sure you either have a good hotspot or some good Wi-Fi. Um, a lot of times the cell phone data isn't quite strong enough um, to get a really good video feed on the other line. But the the Pixum system with a good Wi-Fi gives you a wonderful picture at the other end. Um, and there's almost no lag in your video. So it's almost like a, a live lesson with your coach. That That is so cool. So how, you know, okay, so let's say we're getting ready for this because you've walked me through this multiple times and I'm still like, can't seem to understand it. Technology challenge, Reese. I am technology challenged. So there are going to be other people like me, probably not as bad. So talk to me. How do you have it set up at your barn? How, because when, when we're in Florida, it's cool. You're like, I got to go teach a lesson. I'm like, what? Oh, that's so cool. So, so talk us through how that works. I actually had the, the Wi-Fi installed right in my viewing room, um, which is right on the corner of my indoor arena. And then we set up the tripod in that corner and the three beacons of the Pixum system go in the corners of the indoor arena and my barn guy sets it up and then he gets the watch um, on the riders. And what we use is actually their own cell phone for the sound. And I watch the video feed on my iPad um, in Florida. And like I said, you get, when you have good Wi-Fi, you have a wonderful picture with no lag time, it's literally like the instructor is sitting in the corner teaching you. And then the person on the horse is using uh, earbuds, or you know, what's the, what's the sound coming through? Yeah, um, you can use your phone with earbuds. Um, some people can use the C Coach. Um, there's an adapter for the Pixum system that allows you to use the C Coach if you didn't wouldn't have another phone. Um, I actually took an old cell phone and attached it to my Pixum. So it doesn't have anything but Wi-Fi on it. And that gets a better picture quality than an iPad because the cameras on the phone have a better picture. Okay. You know, I use the the older system, the Pixio, um, mm-hmm. that, yep. that uses that uses the, you know, like a video camera mm-hmm. on it. And, and then you have to call somebody on their phone. Um, I used but- that system um, the first year I was in Florida because it was the only one that you could do the live coaching with that way. Yeah. Um, and it was uh, just a little bit harder to set up because you needed a computer sitting there and, and, and a camera and the tripod and all that. The Pixum yeah. is a little bit more user-friendly, I find, if someone's a little bit uh, not as technologically inclined. 
Yeah, yeah, that was a nice it, it way. Can, of it can be a, it can be a little tricky. It's it's great. I saw that. Mm-hmm. The, the Pixum system with, you know, with your phone or your, or your iPad, it's just, I mean, that, that, it sounds awesome. Um, yeah. You know, but yeah, we were early, early adopters of the, the, the Pixio and, and, you know, you can do it and, and it works pretty good, but yeah, it's, it's a little, little, little tricky. Yeah. That's but I, I think you're, I think you're seeing, you know, more technology going that way, not just for horses and riders, but uh, you know, for a number of coaching situations um, you know, the technology is coming and the cameras on the phones, like you said, are just amazing now. Yeah, it's super clear. I've not had any problems with seeing anything I need to see. In fact, sometimes my, my students will tease, you're not sitting here. We thought we could slide that by you. I'm like, no, <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. No, that's awesome. So, um, so there's a Pixio, there's the Pixum. Do you guys know of any other systems that are available? I've heard of people using um, of different ones. I'm not as familiar with others um, okay. as I am with them. I know some people will even do it where they will just hold the phone up, have someone hold the phone and do like a Skype or a FaceTime call mm-hmm. um, yeah. if you don't have an actual system. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I say you know, just you pick up your pick up your uh, iPad and and use a person as the as a mm-hmm. videographer and yeah, that works too. Or and then the person has earbuds in, so wireless earbuds that go to it. Yeah. Um. Or or you could do yeah a phone in the pocket again with earbuds. Um. So you would have someone videoing, and then you would just use your cell phone for sound. I mean, there's so many ways, different ways to right. kind of do it now. It's just a matter of if you have someone there to actually hold the the iPad sure. or the, sure. the cell phone. No, I mean, if you have a laptop and, you know, somewhere to put it safe in the arena, you could just use that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but the, the, the issue is the, the Wi-Fi or, you know, the mm-hmm. data mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you would need to yeah, exactly. uh, um, be streaming that, that video. They right. say a good way to, to test it is if you can have a solid like FaceTime or Skype call without anything freezing or cutting out. Um, usually that is strong enough then, um, to have a good, to have a good signal. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and then I think we just got actually internet installed on the arena. Um, Mm -hmm. it's more for my husband's company, but he, it just happens to be the arena was the highest point. Oh, darn. So my arena now has some pretty good Wi-Fi that we can hook into. Um, and so you may have to look, you may have to be creative with the, with the Wi-Fi too. And then, okay, so you guys are going to laugh at me, but I have done a little bit different system, uh, which has actually worked really well. It's a different type of lesson. Um, It is where I ask the student to video whatever they want to video. So for example, if they're working on second level test one, they will video that test. They will have to have somebody there to video them. And then we sit down and they put it on YouTube and we just will sit together at a computer and we will talk through the test. And I have a questionnaire that they do before, especially if it's somebody I don't know, and talk about goals. And then we will review the video together. And then typically I will have, you know, since now we have quite a nice library of, of good books that we've done through the book club, um, I will have some exercises for them that I want them to do for, before their next video lesson. And I will tell you, I have had some pretty good success with this. And, and again, it's for the technology challenge trainer. 
um, and or people that can't find or have internet in the arena. And it's actually worked pretty well. I I think the students have really enjoyed it, uh, especially during lockdown last year. I had I had about six students from all over the U.S. that were were doing it with me, and uh, it was really fun. So uh, again, we talked a little bit more about theory. We talked a little bit more about uh, different things, and then they would go. And then the next lesson, they'd either ride through those exercises I gave them, or they would ride through a test again. However, they wanted to do it. Um, so a little bit different way of looking at it. It's not live. And certainly I, I think, you know, the lives are the best, obviously, but sometimes we can't be live and, uh, but it is nice to still have a connection with your trainer in a couple of these different ways. Wouldn't you guys say? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Especially and, it's hard when, you, when you're in Florida and you have a business, uh, you know, mm-hmm. back at home and, and, and to keep clients happy and, and, you know, amateurs, especially, you know, it's sometimes hard for them not to have any help for extended periods of time. So it's just, it's really made it to where we can go to Florida and we can go do things and get our education and still keep them going. And so Nicole, from the teaching standpoint, is it any different to be teaching off the phone? Have you found? I really haven't found anything different about it because the picture that I get on my end is, is so clear. Um, and I can see everything I need to see, you know, of course there's, yeah, always moments where if the Wi-Fi goes down or something, that's a, a technical problem. But as far as the, from a st- teaching standpoint, I haven't had any issues that way. Cool. Excellent. Yeah, I've done the I've done the you know video video you ride and and send it to me and then and the chat thing too. I think that's that's really nice because you get a little bit more chance to explain. Like you can say, okay, look there. And then really yes. talk about a moment or an issue that you say, look, your hand's way too high or, you know, yep. this is this is a benefit in a different way rather than the live thing, trying to fix it in the moment. Yeah, I think that really helps um, people understand because you're going to be able to talk them through it a little bit more mm-hmm. with more detail and more like, this is why you don't want to do that. This is why you got to put that hand down. And, and then, you know, so you send them off and, and you'll work on it. And then next week you will do another, you know, we'll video again and we'll yeah. see if, you know, yes. and do the, do the same thing and we'll see if you've made your improvements or, or, you know, whatever, you know, another idea about, about doing that is, you know, take a movement shoulder in, for example, just, you know, whatever. Um, and then you have the person ride through it. You got a video and then as a trainer, you can ride a horse and, and get a, a video of yourself and just go, go back to back. This is, you know, this is my shoulder in and oh, this is your one. shoulder in, not, yep. not in a yep. negative way, but just in a, here's what I'm doing while I, you know, and the, here's what I'm thinking about. Um, you know, you take a common issue, like you don't have, uh, you know, you're collapsing through the inside hip. Here's how I'm doing it. Um, you know, so I think this is a really great, Ooh, great way idea. Yeah. to do, to do specific movements and have, uh, the, the riders, do a visualization of what's what's wrong, and then boom, here's a video of me doing it. Here's what I'd like to see a little bit more from you. And that's so great know, too because I know in other sports they're doing like let's take going uh, going for a golf lesson, for instance. Yes. You know here here's here's your swing. They'll video it. Boom. This is what you're looking like. Here's my swing or or a professional swing or a Tiger Woods. It doesn't matter. Uh, this is how this is how this person is. I want you to be more and you know emulate what they're doing. Here we pick out these things that you're doing wrong. Duk, 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 duk. 
here's what what it looks like when you do it right. You know, go away for a week and come back and we'll do it all over again. So I, I think that's a really interesting visual visual way for you know, it's there's two different, really different types of two lessons. Different, like yeah, said. two different lessons. But and, but both of them are extremely beneficial. Mm-hmm. I think. Well, and, and and you just don't feel like you're you're kind of stuck by yourself, right? And Nicole, you've right. done such a good job. Like you really have the technology down. And I think one of the things that I've heard from people is it can be difficult to set up. It can be difficult mm-hmm. to manage. And so, you know, if you have an ability to, to, to do it and, and to get it set up and have it ready to rock and roll, it's amazing. But there are some other ways. And, and I do feel like yep. I, I agree with, with Phil, like I've had good success with this and it's very low tech. Um, but it also, from a teaching standpoint, a little bit different, right? You're you're sitting, and and we usually, you know, I I ask everyone to sit in a quiet place, and you know, maybe have a glass of wine. I'm not judging, <laughs> and uh, you know, sit and and think about it in a different way. So, I I think there there are great ways, um, and and there are ways that you can connect. Uh, and I think all of us, I mean, here, there are three trainers here and we're all willing to do it. Um, it, we have to schedule time. It's the same. It's the same time that you use your trainer and dedicated. And, and I sit down and I know Nicole's been, I've been with her and she, she will go and she will sit and, and very dedicated to the lessons. So I think it's a great way to keep in touch with your trainer in the winter or just in general and, and to stay motivated. So, uh, mm-hmm. Nicole, I, 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 like I said, you're like my, my internet lesson hero, uh, but I, you've done such an amazing job and you really, you know, and that's why I, I really wanted to call and talk about it because, because it really, it will work. You can figure it out. And, um, Nicole, if people have any questions or want to grab you for a lesson, how do they do that? Yeah. If they have any questions, they can either, you know, reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram um, or send me an email. I'm I'm more than happy to help anyone who has any questions with the systems because I've had both of them. So I've had to troubleshoot and, and figure out what works on both systems and what doesn't. <laughs> yeah, but I think that that's, that's vital. So fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Nicole. Thank you. Tired of having your boot sucked off mid-stride by sticky mud? Mud control grids are the solution. Frustrated by mushy, slippery messes at the paddock gates? Mud control grids are the solution. Is keeping the ground underfoot stable in your sacrifice areas and dry lots causing you to lose sleep? Once again, mud control grids are the solution. You're seeing a trend here, aren't you? Well, Han Plastics Mud Control Grids really has come up with the best solution. Unlike other plastic grids on the market... Mud control grids can be installed directly on top of the mud. Let me say that again. Right on top of the mud. You don't need to do any ground preparation. The mud control grids are an instant solution to your high traffic muddy areas. No more having to fill in with sand, gravel, shavings, or even old carpet. What's more, mud control grids will allow grass to grow underneath of them so they can be taken back up once the area is dry or recovered. Or you can leave them right where they are and take over again when the rainy season comes back around. Han Plastics mud control grids are designed to be installed as a temporary or permanent solution. You can take them with you with you move. Put down a lot, put down a few. Add more each year. The ultimate mud control solution. Check out Han Plastics mud control grids at mudgrid.ca.
Oh, an added bonus, your tractor or gator won't sync up to its axles with Han Plastics Mud Control Grids in place. So there's that. www.mudgrid.ca Well, Phil, I do have some students participating in No Stirrup November. However, I like my stability stirrup leathers far too much to be giving them up in the weather change. <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe once in a while is okay, you know. The, the no yeah. the no stirrup work, yeah. you know. <laughs> but I really like my stability stirrup leathers. They're amazing, and they really do. Um, I was actually chat- chatting with a student the other day, and she saw that I had them on my saddles, and she said, "Hey, tell me about these." And I told her, and she's like, "Anything, anything that will help me." And I said, "Yeah, mm-hmm. these will really help." Well, people notice them because they do, you know, with the with the wide leather, people are like, oh, what's, you know, what's that about? And and I've had that experience before and I got, you know, I got the pleasure of being able to introduce so many people to uh, to this concept. I mean, we talked to Justin, the, the creator, or, and he said it's not a new concept. It's just he's sort of refreshed it and, and brought it back. And it's it's really helping people um, to stabilize their lower leg and to have a more comfortable contact uh with the horse so i think that's fantastic agreed agreed and check out all justin's total saddle fit products they're fantastic and you can do that at totalsaddlefit.com this week's dressage training tip is brought to you by total saddle fit home of the shoulder relief girth at totalsaddlefit.com Phil, we've got a great Total Saddle Fit tip of the week from a listener, and we've been getting lots of them, and we love it. Keep them coming. Uh, So why don't you read it to us? Okay. This question is about how to plan your show season Um, from the standpoint of when you are ready to go to a show, question, what level you should be showing at based on where your horse is in training? Good question. Mm Mm-hmm. How to decide when you should go to a recognized show versus a schooling show. That's an awesome one. Mm -hmm. And how to find shows in your local region, goal setting. I mean, there's, there's lots of questions. There's lots of, there's lots of questions in here, but I I love, I love the deciding what level you should show is I think that let's start there because I think that's a great question because you should have to remember that you are going to a show. And and there is some level of you are showing yourself off. Actors, actresses, they train their skill and then they go show it off. Or, you know, professional athletes, they train and then they show it off. You don't want to be in a position where you're literally learning the test right before you go to a horse show. That is not a good feeling to have. And that creates all kinds of other problems and anxieties, et cetera. So I think it's super important. The, the, really, the rule is you should be showing under the level you are training. Wouldn't you say, Phil, that's a pretty good start? For yeah, that? yeah. You know, I was thinking about this question earlier. And um, the problem is, is that second, like if you're, if you're training at second level um, and you're kind of showing at first level, like you, you will want to, you will be overprepared. I guess that's what I'm trying to say is yes. it's better to be overprepared than underprepared. And you can still show at first level if you're working on the elements from second level training test one. That I think that's fine, right? You don't have to right. be really, um, you know, at home nailing that second level test three because that's a that's a hard one. 
Yeah. That's, that's quite a hard yeah. one. But you should be comfortable uh, working on the movements from second level test one. And mm-hmm. then you should be able to just really nail that first level test one. Um, you know, and then first level test two, and then first level of test three, that might be a little bit of a challenge. Like you don't have to mm-hmm. be perfect. I'm not saying you're mm-hmm. perfect, but really comfortable. And because, you know, the biggest, I think the biggest problem um, going to horse show is, is show nerves or show anxiety. So we're really, right. you know, you're really trying to deal with that first and foremost, because if the rider is, is unsure or, you know, not confident, you know, like you just really have to feel confident that, you are going to be, you know, you're, that you can ride well, you can ride that, that, that horse well at that level, you know, before you ever like go and show at that level. So you're not going to show mm-hmm. first level test three. If you're like, Oh, my leg yields are like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Like, well, yeah, that just leads to more anxiety and probably not a great show experience. Like you, you, you don't have to feel like, Oh, you know, you're going to go and you're going to win everything and you know, whatever, but you, you have to be at least confident at home that you can accomplish the test and com- and accomplish the next test, you know, or, or yes. working on the next test in succession. I like I to say my kind of rule for that, you know, cause I kind of like, you, you need to be able to get a 60% in my opinion. easily, you know, and you should be able to do that a couple times before you enter the horse show. And I think that's where we sort of enter sort of schooling shows, right? That, because that was part of this question was how do you decide to go to a schooling show? I think schooling shows are a fantastic place to take youngsters. Uh, I think it's fantastic place to take people that haven't gone to a lot of horse shows. It's not expensive. It's fun. Um, You get a very similar experience the horses, um, you know, I'm very, very lucky because I live in a in an area where we do have a lot of nice schooling shows and we do have a couple different venues, which is really helpful. So that's important. So you need, so I think you need to be going to schooling shows. I think you have to be realistic at schooling shows about um, sometimes I, I find in the judges are incredibly generous. So if everyone is getting a 70, well, yes. So we had a horse show that happened a couple weeks ago here locally where the judges, you know, like the whole class had between a 75 and a 71. Mm, Yeah. You've got to be realistic. That was a little high. I think encouraging is good. I think if those riders had gone to a recognized show, they, their scores would have been 10 points lower. And so I think you kind of do need to be realistic about, you know, encouraging is good, but sometimes the scores can be a little bit, a little generous if you're going then to a recognized show. So I think that that's something that yeah, can happen. Yeah, that, that's fair. And, and that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's part of, you know, kind of some goal setting. And then, you know, you got to go out and you got to see where you're at and see, you know, how, how your show nerves are and how your, your, your horse's show nerves are and all that too. The only thing I'd say about schooling shows is that um, you have to kind of scope them out or know where you're going because mm-hmm. not always is the footing situation perfect. So if you're used to, you know, if you're used to going on some some really nice footing and then you might you might be on grass you might be you know like mm-hmm. you have to know yes. you know what you know what's going to happen at the show like don't show up and be like oh it's the the warm-up is on grass over there on the hill and you know like <laughs> oh and then yes. you, you can, that could be surprising so you know scope out whatever show you're going to and 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 know what you're getting yourself into i think absolutely yeah some of our local farms will just host 
uh, schooling days where you can go and, and do a test ride and, and stuff like that. I mean, all, all, all the stuff you can do to add to your experience is, mm-hmm. is pretty darn beneficial. And li- like you said, Reese, if you can save some money by doing that instead of doing, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm all for that. Right. You know, so. Absolutely. Yeah. And in the horses, it's a, it's a great experience to go do that. And then once you're comfortable, you know, with the show nerves part of it, cause I think that is a huge part of what people do when they go, go to schooling shows. And, um, we've actually had more schooling shows recently with COVID than we have had recognized shows because some of the local organizations picked up some dates that were recognized shows, which is great because again, I think we've, there, there's a pretty good protocol on how to stay safe at a schooling show. So that's been fun. So a lot of people have enjoyed going out and doing those type of events, but I, I would say the best way to find them. And especially if you're sort of new in the area or is, is join your local GMO because they're going to be able to kind of, or talk to the president of the local GMO um, or someone that's on the board. They are a great resource. Also, USDF has a list of certified instructors on the website. And again, if you're moving somewhere, you're new, those are a great starting place and a great resource because there's people that 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 are certified doing that. Um, so that's some tips for that um, on how you find them. But I'm with Phil, like you need to know where you're going. Ours usually happen at, we have another local park here. It's, it's a wonderful park called Masterson Equestrian, um, Masterson. And um, you go there and you can ride and, and the footing isn't always great though. So you really do need to be paying attention to the, the footing and, and um, but it is a great place to go and there's plenty of places to warm up. But I, I completely agree that, that you really should go to those competitions uh, and they, they're great for show nerves and, and getting in the ring. And so I would, I would really, really encourage that. And then, you know, show at a level that you feel very comfortable at. Um, not that, yes, not like, Oh, I have to get my bronze medal and I have to enter this first level test that you're not ready for. Um, because then, and then then kind of just gauge as it goes, right. You go to a Mm -hmm. show, doesn't work out, whatever you can, you can drop down a level. It it doesn't matter. No problem. You know, it happens whatever. all the time. <laughs> it happens all the time. <laughs> and you have to be ready for that. Know that that can happen. And, and it's say, no oh, big deal. You know, I, I, you can make a mistake. You say, oh, I, you know, I thought it was really had that. But but my horse, he just was, isn't on his game. I'm going to go to the next show and just show it training level or, you know, whatever it is. It doesn't matter. As long as you're getting out. I think, you know, everybody who's getting out there and doing it, you know, kudos. Right. And just. Yes. It's a lot better than than staying at home and, and saying you can get seventy percent. You know, there's there's yeah. something actually getting out there and <laughs> and, and doing, doing it. it. Yeah, and you're I on a journey, and, and that's fun too. And and maybe you're not you know so competitively inclined, but you're doing it just for fun. That's that's awesome. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. And and I think that's really big because it is easy to say, oh, I ride Grand Prix at home. Uh huh. You go and do it at a horse show in front of everyone and put your shot belly on and have to do it from a time. It's, it's, it's very difficult. And, and you have even more respect for, for the top riders that are doing it at every level. Um, but I think that's really important. So I hope that answers your question. That was, that was a loaded question, which we love. And as always, we love email and Facebook shout outs, keep them coming. Um, and Phil, we have something exciting to talk about. We, um, yeah, we've been we, working on ideas and yes, stuff we've for been the show. Really hard. <laughs> yeah. And the we holidays have. coming up and you know, all all this great stuff. Um 
you know, uh, Radiothon is not going to happen this year. There's just been too much uh, logistics and and is- issues around all of that, and Glenn's health, and you know, so there was a lot. So he, so uh, we're we're not doing that this year. But you know, yeah. we want to celebrate the holidays with all of our, our all of our listeners and our auditors and our friends, and and so uh, Risa, tell tell me about the ideas. Yeah. So here's our idea. So we have, um, Phil and I would like to hear from you guys because we talked about doing internet lessons today and uh, we would want to donate two lessons um, to our listeners. And what we were asking everyone to do from now until we'll probably do it mid-December, wouldn't you say, Phil? Um, yeah. Yeah, is we can to, organize it. Yeah. yeah, we'll organize that. And then we're going to ask everybody to, um, se- uh, to send us an email about, or, or you can do it on Facebook too, about someone who deserves the lesson and why, and it can be anything. Um, we want to hear from you guys. We were really, really looking forward to working with you guys. And we felt like this was a great way that we could donate some time, some of our time to you all that listen to the show. So, so basically send us an email We'll, we'll, we'll comb through them and then we will pick two listeners, uh, that we will do a video review. Um, it would be a little bit, I think, logistically hard to do, um, the live, the live, a live one. That, that's so probably, it'll be a re- yeah. like re- record, record you writing, whatever you want to do, record you writing. It can be, you know, just writing through a test or just, you know, half an hour of you doing a 20 meter circle. I mean, we're, whatever. we're used to we don't care. levels. It's, it's yeah. all great. So and then, uh, and then, and then we'll do a conference call and uh, and try and try and help our community with with the writing goals. You know, whatever, right. whatever. Yeah, we yeah, we're really excited about this. So you can send an email to either to Philip at horseradionetwork.com or myself Reese at horseradionetwork.com. We're going to keep plugging it in the next few weeks. Keep them coming. Um, we we love it, and we're really really looking forward to working with everybody and hearing your stories. And you know, who knows where this will go? We we can highlight some of you guys on the show. So we are really looking forward to it. So this is what we're going to do over the holidays. Um, so we are looking forward to it. So we're just going to call it kind of video review. Um, unless we can come up with a good name, Phil, we should come up with a good name for it. <laughs> we have to, we um, have to incorporate holidays in there. Yeah, somewhere. holiday video uh, fun giveaway. review. Giveaway. No, we'll come up not, with a better name. Yeah, that's our that's part of our problem. We're not good with names. <laughs> we're, we're not good with ideas. That. Just naming the ideas aren't is, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> but we're really looking forward to this guy. We're really looking forward to hearing from you all as well. And we hope we can make some people so happy and we can give you some good ideas with your horses. The United States Dressage Federation is your connection to dressage education, competition, and achievement. Visit usdf.org for more information. That's www.usdf.org, the online destination for dressage. You can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. I think the best way to find me is on Facebook or my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week for allowing us to put on a good show. That's Kentucky Performance Products, Total Saddle Fit, Han Plastics, Eco Gold, and ProStride. Don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Everybody, keep your heels down, your shoulders back, and we will talk to you next week. <laughs>